0: good afternoon and welcome to another episode of a contagious smile i have to say one of my favorite peeps is with me today i have to like wish on a cake to get her to come on with me because she's so busy 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 allison is back hi hey
1: awesome to be back and Uh, i always have time for you you know
0: i love this woman i love this woman so I can't do you justice on your bio. So tell everybody who you are, what you're doing. Uh, she has made time for all of us because she loves everyone at a contagious smile because she's going on the big screen on Monday. We got to tune in and support her.
1: I'm super excited about that. And you know what? It's a TV show called cp 24. And we're going to be talking about how do you de-stress your family's morning routine? Because if everybody's getting out of the house. Right. And just being like, well, we all know what it's like, yeah. right. Right. <laughs> People are late and then you get to work and it's like, and even if you're working at home, it doesn't matter. Right. It's just the chaos in the morning sets the day on the wrong tone. Yes. And so they're bringing me on to give some tips and I have an online course on that. And it's just really, I want to help families take some of the stress. Like life is hard
0: enough. Right, without adding the extra. Right, it is so hard, especially in this world right now. It's crazy, ridiculous what's going on in this world. So any help we can get is so welcoming, and especially from you. She's such a light. Like you can't just like not smile around her. It's a contagious smile. (laughs) Like she, (laughs) she's so awesome, and no matter what she's got going on, she's always smiling, no matter what. So she, like myself, has CRPS, and it's debilitating. It's horrific, and so whenever you see her though you don't know it because it's an invisible thing and people don't know a lot about it so i want to see if she'll touch on that with me as well on our episode today but i want to hear more about your course and some tips because you know a lot of our listeners are amazing thrivers from abuse and a lot of them are special needs families and when we have that situation we're already you know, going crazy, trying to make sure, do we have everything we need? You know, forget what mom needs. We could walk out without our briefcase. We could walk out without anything, but we have to have our emergency bag and we got to make sure the kids are taken care of. And, oh, I'm not in my pajamas and I'm not in my work clothes. So how do we structure? Give us a little insight of what we can see coming up. Absolutely.
1: Well, the first thing is don't try to fix the morning routine in the morning. That's an excellent idea. Don't right? right. Like so often we're in the th- throes of it and it's like, Tomorrow we're gonna to get this right, <laughs> and it it's doesn't like, happen. No, so it's something that needs to be looked at objectively, right? Like figure out. And in the course, I pro- I follow my problem solving framework, but essentially, I'm going to share with you what it is. I mean, obviously, I go deeper in the course, but it's like you want to be focused on what is actually happening. Right. Like, spend the first couple of weeks just with like a little jar. That says this went off the rails. We forgot this, like just little post-it notes at the front door in the kitchen or wherever and start collecting and observing it almost like it's a movie because then we know what we're dealing with.
0: Right.
1: And then it's, what do we want it to look like? Right. Yeah. And what's the gap? Yes. And then we figure out how do we fix it? And we just one little irritation at a time because most of these irritations are repeating It's not like one day it's like you forget your keys and the next day you forget your emergency bag and the next day you forget your homework, right? It's like we tend to always forget the same things or we are disorganized in the same way,
0: right? Right. Right. Yes.
1: And so that's the the, really the first thing is get clear on what is happening, what's going off the rails, and don't try to fix it all at once. Fix one thing at a time.
0: So when you make the alternate change of one thing, how long do you let it be? How long do you implement that in before you apply a new change?
1: Well, I think till it feels like it's natural and it's working. So that may be for sometimes it's like a really, really quick fix. Like I know, like I've worked with some of my clients and it seems like such a silly thing. Like I'm working with these people and it's like, but if their morning is not getting off to the right start, everything's off the rails. Now I do believe we can always reset at any point in the day, but right. why would we screw it up, right? So if we can help it. So if it's a really quick fix, like start with the easiest pieces first and maybe you only have to do that for a couple of days and then it's just solidified. But maybe there's like, you know, okay, well, we got to make our lunches at night. And that's going to take a little bit of time before you are have enough energy after dinner to make your lunches. Yes. So why not then strategize and say, okay, I'm going to make it while I'm making dinner.
0: Yeah. Right. Like as opposed oh, to waiting geez. until a little bit later. Jeez, Holy smart. Like I have a mom. I love her. She's hilarious. She's like, I put my kids in the car and I get in the car and I have a keyless car. So like I get in and I crank it up and I go, oh my God, I can't drive the car because the keys have to be near me. And I left them in the door where I went to lock the house. And then she has children that require constant you know, visualization on. So she has to take the kids out to go get the keys. And so then she was like, you know what? I took my little sassy butt to Home Depot and I bought another extra set of keys for the house. And I put my car key in my purse and left it there and forgot about it. And I was like, that's so simple that it's genius. You know, like that's genius. And she's like, I've never had to do it again yes and
1: this is the thing it's like but she had to look at that and go there's a repeating moment of angst mm-hmm. right irritation right. and it's going to take how many 10 15 minutes by the time she gets kids that have got like you know that's a production to forget the keys
0: right and then she's like and then I hurt my back because I'm carrying the kids and I have to go to a chiropractor because the kids are older but they have to you know be watched and she's like so i'm carrying them because they're immobile and i don't want to get the chairs out and all that stuff so i have to carry them and then i pulled my back out all because i left my blanket keys and she's like so i just put the car key in my purse and that's it you know and that's it and so she's like "Now, don't misunderstand there were days where i made some mistakes like she goes i tried it in my pant pocket but then i washed the key in the laundry i had to get a new key that cost me a couple hundred dollars and she was like nope not doing that again and she was like, you know, it's, it's just, how can I make this easier? And I have to tell you, special needs moms, we got some tricks. We oh. have some awesome tricks.
1: Oh my gosh. Some of my like favorite humans who I just am in awe of are my friends who have special needs kids because mm-hmm. it's like, they, well, you right. Are one of them. You have no choice, but to be creative and be strategic mm-hmm. about every movement counts. And it's like, every time we're doing something that isn't serving how, like your best self, it's like, we're taking you away from taking care of your child, taking care of yourself. Like this is so critically important, even more so than for somebody who's able-bodied or who doesn't have somebody who they have to care for. And so, yeah, like hats off because like you are one of the strongest people I know. I mean, I tell you that all the time. It's just phenomenal, right? The child (laughs) who you've raised and yeah, it's really incredible.
0: Thank you. The checks in the mail for that. By the
1: way. Oh yeah. Well, Hey, if only compliments would pay, right?
0: Right. (laughs) So how do you find your courses?
1: Uh, allisongraham.com. And so that specific one is at allisongraham.com backslash mornings. And so you can go to that course. It's really, um, just a simple, it's going to take an hour of different videos and worksheets and everything. And it sounds like overkill, but it's actually like, I've had clients who have, I've worked with on this and they have changed their entire juju for their family.
0: Well, and I'm not trying to like embarrass you, but I've watched a lot of your videos and they're so entertaining and interacting. You don't get bored. There are so many videos out there where you're like, oh, you know, but yours aren't. And so I hope that doesn't embarrass you, but there's like you actually forget the time that you're watching. It doesn't drag on. It's you know you really sit there and take notes and you learn from them. You're so personable that it's just people would listen and say, I don't have an hour to like be. She's not monotone. Obviously, she's so erratic, and you know you listen to her and you're just like, okay, and it, you don't realize that the time has gone by, which is amazing.
1: Well, that's awesome. And with this course, so it's basically like they're split up into like four or five minute videos. So you watch it, do the thing and then go away and then you can do it and you can put it on in the background, like while you're cooking or whatever, right? Like while you're driving, you can even get the audios there to download and just little bite-sized pieces that can bring a perspective so that you, like, cause there is hope, right? Like, and it, it's like, I remember growing up like we didn't have this kind of self-awareness back then. I mean, I was very fortunate, you know, with a beautiful family, but my God, it was often sometimes my mom is probably listening to me right now and saying, don't say that Allison." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she's awesome. But it's like, you know, the chaos, it's just families. That's how we act. Right. Right. And it's, it's interesting because sometimes what people will share with me is it's like, I am so stressed from work. And everything that's going on in my life. And I end up taking it out on the people who I care the most about. Right.
0: And they don't realize they're doing
1: it until they've done it. Right. And it's like, okay, like one of my clients, she was like, Allison, I know how my morning needs to go. It's like, I've got it. Every minute is planned, it's timed and she has no contingencies she's like literally like i'm gonna go i'm gonna grab this my coffee's gonna take this long it's gonna take long you know to do this and i'm like yeah that's not how life works Yeah, you have five people in that home like yeah you're only one of them and none of them have bought into your you know mystical routine that's on the exact moment (laughs) so i think another tip is really important is you've got to get people involved in the conversation right right expectation of this perfect morning routine is it maybe needs to go out the window. Like let's get everybody out of the house on time and without an argument.
0: Wow. Wouldn't that be great.
1: Isn't that just where we can start? Yeah. And you know, I hear these people and I, I suspect that, you know, people who are dealing with everything they're dealing with are not trying to achieve this, but like, have you ever heard about like the miracle morning routines? Yes. Like you're supposed to journal and meditate and exercise. Before that wake up. Right. And make your bed. And, you know, like all of these different things, right? That I, I love it. If it works for you. Oh my gosh, please do not. Like change a thing if it's working. But if there is a sense of guilt and a sense of failure, because you've placed these expectations of other people who believe that there is this perfect way to start your day. I'm going to invite you to release it. And just, it's not required. It's not necessary to be successful. And it's a strive in a direction of perfection that we, none of us can reach.
0: Like we just can't get there. Right. I had a guest come on and she said that she goes, Oh, we get up every morning and I journal and then I do my cardio and then I do this and I do that. I said, that's amazing. And I can't even imagine being you, you don't have kids. You know, and she and I said, I don't mean that in any hurtful or disrespectful way, but you must not have kids because like when Faith was little, um, you know, I had to disconnect her feed. She was on an overnight feeding and then I had to clean out the feeding bag and clean out the extension. I had to get her dressed. I had to make sure that, you know, everything was sterile. I had to make sure emergency bag was ready, you know, and this was just before I even began my day of getting ready. And You how, how do you you know, how do you have time to do these things and more power to you if you can, but you know, it's like the soccer moms. I've seen so many soccer moms like, Oh, my nanny's busy and they couldn't take junior to football. And because of that, I can't take my daughter to cheerleading. And you're like, (laughs) I have 25 doctor's appointments this week. You know, and luckily, this is the gift I have. And I just turn off my hearing aids because if you want to complain that your nanny is busy and can't take your kid to football and that you can't go get your mani pedi or your back massage and you know what? Good for you. That's all I got to say. And like, what do we say in the South? Bless your heart. Like, right. just bless your heart.
1: Yeah. And I'm from Canada. We don't get that phrase. Um, It sounds really sarcastic when we it say It is
0: sarcastic. It. It's very you sarcastic. say I
1: know, but you say it and it sounds lovely and it's sarcastic. But here's the thing, because they're, I, I understand what you're saying because it's all relative, Mm -hmm. but for them, that's highly stressful because they don't, I know, I know I see the eyes. People can't see your eyes because they're only listening, but everybody's pain level is their perception. So if we have a scale of one to 10 in our pain, right? Mm -hmm. I have neuropathic pain and some days it's a 10 And some days now, because I'm pretty good and I'm like 17 years into it, I'm getting better. I'm doing a couple little things that I think are really helping. So I'm super excited about that. But anyway, that's another story. I don't have any scientific evidence of it. I'm just trying. But like some days it's three or a four, right? And then it'll go up to 10 and then it'll like come down and then it'll shock me and it'll hang out at a seven for like five days, right? Or a 10, eight, like all over the place. But my scale of one to 10 is different than your scale of one to 10. Right. Which is different than somebody who's never had any chronic pain in their entire life. And they cannot even begin to fathom what it's like to have every bone in your body feel like it's going to rip apart. Right. Right. They don't know what that feels like, but it doesn't mean that when they're like have a hangnail, like, I mean, I'm being a bit facetious, that that isn't their version of a 10.
0: Right, but, right. But see, you know, CRPS, we have so many people, including medical professionals, that don't even know what that is. And I talk about it, but I would love for you to talk about it and mm-hmm. tell us about your journey with CRPS. It, it's it's debilitating. It really is. There's no, I don't know of another word to describe CRPS besides debilitating.
1: Yeah, so it's... Uh... <sighs> Well, nerve pain as a whole, like our bodies are not designed to be in this much pain for so long. So the words I use for it, because I've tried to really neutralize the words I have around my pain. It's one of my biggest strategies for dealing with my pain. So I, I agree it can be debilitating and I, I won't allow that into my lexicon anymore because I used to sit in it. And I used to believe like when my doctor told me my only choice was to give up on my reevaluate your expectations for your life is what he said. And you will never be off pain medication and you will never work full time again. And like, look, I spent my thirties and my forties trying to function and many days were not, not good days. Right. Like, obviously it's, it's an, it's a bit of a roller coaster, but it's, I would say if anything, the word I will use is it's exhausting. And I think one of my other strategies has been to lean into the pain. And I was talking with someone a little while ago who actually lost his eyesight at 21. And because I've been, um, my, disease kind of got off the rails for a while and it really started to threaten my eyesight and I'm getting a whole new pain level in my eyes that I get to deal with now it's it's a different because you kind of get used to one pain where you can lean into it and you can be like like I know exactly how it feels and I know like I can go into it it's like this serrated edge knife and it's going right Right? Like I know it and I'm familiar with it. So when I, when it intensifies, I can kind of like talk it down. Like it's a little baby, right? Like I, I just yeah. try to soothe it a bit and be like, I know you're there, but I'm okay. I'm safe. And then you bring in a new kind of pain. Right. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I got to go through all this again, because I don't know how to function with that pain. Right. And it's, it's, This process, but I'm trying to give myself the space and the grace to be like, yeah, it hurts and it sucks. And I can try to be healthy and have a full life and I can work and I can do all these things and be in horrible pain or chronic pain. Let's use chronic pain because it's a more neutral word than horrible. Or I can be in debilitating, chronic, hurtful, horrible pain and not do any of that. And by the way, I've had the days on the couch with the Netflix marathon and embrace it. And, you know, and it doesn't do anything good for my psyche because then I add on depression and then everything is harder, right? Like it's, it's like this, you have to find a way to still be you and not allow the pain to define you.
0: Right. And then people, even in immediate family don't get it. They don't understand it. And they look at us sometimes like, really? you know, like how, what's the big deal? Well, there's no cure for it. You know, there's there's no way that, you know, there, there is no cure. No. And it, I mean, it, it lasts for the rest mm-hmm. of our lives and it sucks. There's no other way to say it. I mean, it, it's not anything anybody invites into their life really just,
1: no, it isn't. And I think we talked about this on the other podcast where a friend of mine and client and, you know, all my friends, clients, clients, who become friends and we were talking about his pain and he had uh the jaw pain like mm-hmm. the CRP like it in the jaw which is often caught like you know t- um nicknamed the suicide pain yes and the thing is is that when we give it nicknames like that when we we're honoring it to the severity but I think it, it also leads us down um I'm so screwed I'm never going to have a full life path right? Like words matter. Words include how our subconscious includes. But anyway, all that to say he and I were talking and he's like, my family doesn't get it. Like they just don't. And I'm like, oh my gosh, aren't you grateful that they don't? Yeah. And he's like, I would not wish this on my daughters to save my life. You're right. I'm glad they don't understand. But one of the biggest things, and this comes back around to the doctors don't necessarily get it. I can tell a little story in a second. Um, but the absolute most important thing is we need to be validated.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more because we're absolutely not being validated about it. Yeah. They look at us like it's just like today, so many kids that I, that I work with are, you know, everybody's like, oh, they're on the spectrum. Here's a pill. No, no. You know, they give you a test. Like they get faith a test. It was like six hours long. You and I are not going to sit still for six hours and not be tired. And then at the end, we're not going to give the same results we would do if it was in the beginning. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you need a pill for the rest of your life here. You're on the spectrum. Baloney, you know, that's just a bunch of baloney. And that's what they do. You you need to be validated. People look at you and you're like, I've CRPS. And they're like, you have what? Yeah.
1: Well, and the thing is, though, then I guess because there was a doctor, so I remember, um, a couple of stories here. Like it was, an, so first of all, my doctor, my psychiatrist or a uh, psychologist, sorry, my um, pain, he, he specializes in acquired, acquired traumatic pain syndrome. So like if you acquired pain traumatically, you could go into the hospital system in Canada and you could get someone like him paid for by the government. Oh, wow. Yes. So he and I worked together for, I think we were together eight or nine years. And that that's why I got obsessed with all of this stuff, right? Like he just worked with me to get, because I'm like, look, I can't give up on my life. I want to be an author. I want to be a speaker. I want to have a full life. I love working out. I love dancing. I want to do all these things. And, you know, there are definitely certain things in my life that I've not done because of the pain, right. like, you know, like I didn't have babies. I didn't have, um, you know, uh, husband, which I would have loved, you know, I think, although that's sometimes I, over. Think when I look at the divorces and I think maybe I don't, uh, but anyway, I know I, I would have loved all of that. Right. However, and not however, I don't even know where I was going with all that, but anyway, the, the doctors, they don't necessarily get it. And he had a hernery, hernia surgery. That's what happened. He had a hernery, hernia <laughs> surgery and he was in so much pain and he was like, Oh my God. I, I had no idea what it felt like. And I'm like, you've been coaching people for 30 years on pain and you've never had pain. Right. It's all theory until right. you have it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so
1: it just opened his whole eyes to it. But what I realized is it doesn't matter if people know what our pain is. It doesn't change our pain. It makes us feel more comforted because other people, like when we share suffering, we feel like we can, like that's part of our human coping mechanism. So if we're in it together, right, we can, we can feel like we're going to get some sort of a a bit of a release, but the truth is we don't get a release from this. The nerves keep going. The responsibilities keep adding up. You got to keep pushing. Like if you have to care for somebody and have CRPS or any other health condition it doesn't even matter what it is right like it's going to be exhausting but it's your own personal exhaustion nobody else can take it away from you we just have to be as strategic as we can about how do you do and manage the absolute best that you can
0: right like with my CRPS i can't and i'm a recent amputee which but the thing is is you know i'm taking care of faith who still has special needs and I have my husband who is his own box of tricks. And so it's literally like all of a sudden and stucco knows he'll come up and he'll like give me kisses and put his head on my lap before my arm will go into almost like a seizure. And it just starts, you know, going into a seizure. And they have done I've had four implanted devices, two temporary, two permanent. You know, I've, I've had the blockades done in my neck. I refuse. I've never been on any pain medication because I have a child who needs me ready at Mach 1. And not only that, but after 100 surgeries, think of I would be such an addict at this point on top of it. and I've never taken a single pain med because I have to be ready. And my pain tolerance is so much different than most people. Yeah. So that's a big de- a deal. You know, when I was going through my abuse, if I cried or showed emotion when something got broken on me, then I would get something else broken on me until I stopped showing emotion. So the thing is, is like, when do you stop putting Band-Aids on? And like the doctors are just like, oh, we got to do this. We got to put this on. You know, let's put a stem router in your back and your in your spine. No, thank you. Where that might work for some people. You know, I told my husband all the time, I feel like a smartphone in the morning. And I know Allison's going to crack up whether she does it verbally or not, but I'll see her. Because in the morning, I have to unplug everything to become a human. And it's, I have to unplug my hearing aids from being charged. I have to unplug my robotic arm, if, or if I want to add it and wear it. It's a wonderful dressed centerpiece on my dresser where it will remain because, like, I have a titanium shoulder replacement. I can only lift so much on that shoulder. Well, my arm is eight to 10 pounds. Well, guess what? And then you have to make your mind move something that's not a part of you, it's not real. It's real like fake not you as in person so you have to make your mind move this mechanical thing and it's a pain and it wears me down you can't drive with it because it's straight and it's like you're gonna go into the dash it's the biggest pain literally and it it just it's it's so hindering and then you're like I told my husband I feel like I have to unplug to get my day started you know and everything's is so I, artificial you know all the mu- things in my face with the 26 pieces of metal everything is like You know, replace, replace. I said, I don't need to go to a car wash. I need to go to a WD-40 and just get oiled because (laughs) everything is squeaky, you know? Uh And every 20 years, I have to get all of this replaced in my face every 20 years for as long as I'm here. So that's what I have to do. And it stinks. And there are some days where I'm like, I just, I don't, but I work 20 hours a day because if I don't and I sit still, I am in extreme pain and I'm not going to let the pain win. So I get up every like 30, 45 minutes and like go clean something for a minute, change the laundry, do whatever, whatever, you know, and it, it stinks, but there's, there's gotta be a better way where, you know, I'll be sitting there all of a sudden and Michael will look at me and goes, you're hurting, aren't you? And I'm like, because mm. he you knows I'm a horrible liar. I'll just be like, mm, what's the point of talking about? It? It's not going to change it. It's not going to make it any better. You can't take the pain away. So what's the point?
1: You know, it's interesting. It, the, um, like you're so lucky to have Michael. Like, you have really a fortunate partner who accepts you with your pain and who can see it and be aware and know how to support. But people often want to fix it. Or they want to minimize it because they don't want to have that shared suffering. Right. So it's like, oh, yeah, well, you will be okay. Just keep powering through it. Or, oh, why don't you have a little nap or whatever? And it's like, or don't work so hard. Like everybody has an opinion. Right. But only you get to choose how you run your life. Right. And so make that decision and be like, okay, I this is a coping mechanism for me. The times when I have the least amount of pain is when I'm being creative and when my brain is in total flow, right? So when I write books, I'm, I like, I lay out on my couch, not sitting, right? when I get lost in some sort of a tech project, I get a little bit carried away and I just, it's almost like the zoning out because it actually alleviates, it's a bit of a number. Yes, right. Yeah, it alleviates the pain. And then you sit or you get up and it's like, oh my gosh, oh my God, I gotta like right. it. It really can also take you off guard. But it's also, you know, one of the things Dr. Tony used to say to me is he's like, you know, Allison, you're really good at the gotta go technique. And that is essentially, I don't like how it feels over here. So I gotta go over there. So I would always distract myself instead of dealing with the worst things in life. And I realized that in order for me to heal emotionally and mentally, which is so important to create that space. So we have the pain tolerance available to us, but you can't, you can't deal with your pain if your head and your heart and your soul is like full of the ugh, right? right? Like right. we need to clear as much of that as we possibly humanly can. Right. Um, so we have more capacity for the, the pain, but uh, it wasn't until I sat with it that I was able to get through some of those things.
0: Yeah. I was with my surgeon and he was dumbfounded when I tied my shoe one-handed. He was like, what? And he's like watching me. He's like, how are you doing that? And then I was like, by the way, um, he goes, well, give me an adventure of something that's happened that you're learning to do. And I said, well, I made dinner. I had one of those, you know, uh, walk pans and I was making dinner. And then I go to try to lift it up, which you cannot do one-handed. You just can't. I can't. And I'm trying to do it. And this hand gets exhausted by the end of the day because it's, you know, taking the effect of two. And I try to lift it up and my ding butt self is it starts to fall and I go to try and grab it and it falls on my fingers. And I'm like, oh my God, please don't tell me I just break my fingers because th- that would be dumb. So what do I do instead of saying anything? My husband's like 30 minutes away. I was in the process of stirring it and moving it to a, a simmer. And I pick up the walk and I'm like, so I take it to the trash I throw all of it oh I put ice cold water in it first to cool it off and then I take it over to the trash and I dump it in the trash and then I order pizza and then when he gets home he's like I thought you were making dinner and I'm like "Mm, yeah I just kind of went for the pizza sorry and then when he goes to throw away his plate he he looks up and looks down in the trash and sees the dinner in the trash he just looks at me and I was like it's best if you just mm -mm." don't ask don't, don't say have. anything, you know. I'm I'm trying. And he's like, why don't you let me make dinner? And I'm like, Cause I like my digestive system. Right.
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, do you find though it's like because you have your close group, like you have your family? It's it's hard to be a friend when you're in a lot of pain if the pain becomes the center. every conversation in your life
0: yes I love the people that say oh you never know how much pain this is you I hope you never know I have a toothache I'm in more pain than anybody could ever realize or have any idea how horrible this is and you're just looking at them like (laughs) yeah well see (laughs) but then
1: that goes back to the earlier point where their 10 is the toothache
0: yeah our 10 is is their 10 is our zero
1: right yeah like or wherever it is you know everybody's is different and it's by the way, the spinal cord stimulator, God, I did that. And he wanted to do it again because there's a new technology and I'm, I've declined.
0: And people don't realize you're awake when they do it.
1: Oh God. Yeah. It was three and a half hours trying to get to the black hole. They called it the, um, yeah. Like of trying to get to the right spot. They couldn't do it. We're up and down, up and down, up and down the spine. And then he, um, three days later he had to rip it out and then it got infected. And, um, yeah, it was just a bit of a shit show, but, um, sorry if we have to beep that out. Um, it's family fine. friendly show. Oh, it's fun. It's wonderful. Um,
0: they did the implant one on me, and I well, I've had four, but this one specific one, they they keep you awake and they shock you at different levels. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I remember going, okay, that's really too strong, and my arm is convulsing. And then I remember, like all of a sudden, everything went white, like my vision, I lost it, it went white. And then I, when I came back the cover was over me. And I thought I died. Like, I really honest to God thought I died because they had the cover over me. And I was like, what the crap? And then I said, okay, that hurt. And the doctor's like, not me. And I'm like, why don't you come around here to the other side here for a second? Just walk on over here for a minute. Let me show you, not me. You know, because you're awake during this. And then they they wire this through you and they electrocute you. And then you wear this, oh, wonderful. I can't tell you how many times I did. The device because I won't wear necklaces or anything around my neck so I have it in my pocket or whatever and everybody thought it was hysterical at first because if you hit it wrong all of a sudden you up the stimulation and you're getting shocked and I'll be like "Ah." you know and people are like it's not funny people look at you and they're like what did you do well I just kind of electrocuted myself more than normal thanks you know it's it's a pain
1: it is and then you have to think about is it and everybody has to choose the path that they're going to choose. So right. if medication works for you, take medication. If s- stimulators work for you, do that. If naturopathic works for you, do that. Like I think that the risk is when you are chasing the magic snake oil. Yes. And the magic bullet. Because I spent so many times looking for that. You have to take me back to my pre surgery body. Never happened. And it'll never happen. And it was always the time in trying to get to a place of acceptance for where I am now and living a life fully ish, you know, like I think pretty good given the circumstances and, but I think people underestimate how strong they
0: are. I agree. A million percent.
1: And you, even if your body feels like it's on fire or it's full of, you know, uh, like, however you describe your pain, and I encourage you to describe it in a very, very, very articulate way so that you can recognize it and, like, see it as its own entity, yes. Okay, Like, like my little Papa Smurf. Grumpy Smurf. <laughs> hey, get the, yeah, go away. But, or now I'm more like, there you are. Don't bring all your buddies, just you leave the rest of the smurf colony alone (laughs) um because they're all holding on right the more i fight it it's like this whole group fight this is and you have to go to the last episode to know what that is all about if you didn't hear it but anyway so i just do not underestimate how strong you are right and our minds are so 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 powerful Mm um i once had to have a like a, an ultrasound guided nerve block. And normally they would put me into the OR for that, but there was a screw up. The OR wasn't available and I was going away. So at that point in my time, I couldn't have traveled without some sort of intervention yeah. uh, in order to do that. And I was like, you're going to, they're like, well, we could just do it in the office um, without any of the stuff. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, but you need to understand this isn't like how we do it right? Like this particular thing that they were doing. And I, the first time they tried, I screen, I couldn't let that, like they couldn't do it because it was just too much. And I'm like, no, 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 I need this. And I put on my headset and I put on Eminem's angriest music as high as it would possibly go in the volume. I'm sure I still have holes in my eardrums just from that. And they were able to do it but I couldn't hear the pain. And some of you who've been through some of these things, you'll understand what I'm talking about.
0: Absolutely. Yep. You're spot.
1: Yeah. But my body was convulsing and I was sweating and it was shaking, right? Like it was actually a, the whole body reacted, Mm -hmm. but because I had so much distraction of noise I couldn't hear the brain interpret the
0: pain that's so smart
1: right so do not underestimate how powerful you are in overriding your pain when you need to
0: right and my tip which is nowhere near yours um before I go in for a procedure or or whatever and I take a couple minutes I actually try to read something funny just to kind of like calm down. And I will tell you honestly that it, it has been your book, one of your books, more than one time, where I sit there and I read, even just the title alone. And I have to, I will always promote this book because I think it's hysterical. You got to tell them the title of this book. It's freaking hysterical. And I would just read a few pages of it. And then I think of our friendship and it's like, okay. And then I just kind of go in there and I always make everybody laugh before I have any procedure and I'm like hey you're gonna get on my nerves leave me in stitches I get it you know Mm -hmm. you know and and so you know I'm like my husband's gonna get a little upset that you're copping a field you know it just Mm -hmm. things to make people laugh but her flipping book if you even take a couple minutes when you're feeling down or whatever and you read something funny like hysterically laugh out can't help it laugh out loud funny it changes everything and that's her book is, and I hate to say this because I have interviewed so many wonderful authors and they send me their book and it's autographed and it's amazing. And I've read most of them when I can, but yours is like right in my bedside because I go back and read it so many times because it is so funny and it's so uplifting. Please tell everybody a little bit about my favorite. It's just, this is great. Everybody has to go out and get it.
1: It's so fun. Yeah. Um. The title is called Married My Mom, Birthed a Dog. <laughs> How to be resilient when life sucks. And so it is about what I call my decade of hell where all this happened and there were a whole bunch of other things that happened and I lay it out in the book. but I thought the title was hilarious. I loved uh, people didn't the title. get it. I, people didn't get it. They're like, I don't get it. And then they would leave it on their bedstand and never read it. And then all of a sudden, like two years later, they'd be like, oh my God, I finally read the book and it's hilarious. And it's so, there's so much value in mm-hmm. those pages. I believe I still, like my mom will often say like, Hey, Allie, don't forget to read your own book. Um, Like take your own advice, right? Our mess is our message. And right. all those things that I had to figure out because I get really frustrated with a lot of the advice. It's like, one of the doctors was like, you have to learn to pace yourself. And I'm like, okay, but pacing as a word is defeatist. Yes. I'm obsessed with words, right? It's like the pace car never actually wins the race.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't want to be a pace car. No,
1: I want to run my race. I don't want to be controlled by controlling other people's speeds or anything like that, that the pace car does. Right. Right. So it's like, I don't want to pace. I want to make choices about how I control my time and the, ch- the the choices I make on how I invest my time, who I spend my time with, what I consume. Like I listen to a lot of self-help, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, as opposed to going down the rabbit hole of the negativity. Right? right. I often stay away from the news. I want to be educated to have a sense. Like if you're in, a hurricane's way like my heart goes out to you and oh actually I have a video about how do you find a sense of uh peace and control in a time a crisis when that's out of its control so that's on YouTube for free go get that if you're facing you know anything big in your life but all that to say I try to stay away from the negativity because it will add to and influence your pain absolutely And so when you think about laughing that's how we get like it's endorphins we want to be as positive not not positive like Ma- magic fairy does positive but we want to find things to laugh at
0: yes and how can you not laugh when you look when you read the title of this book it's so great you know like when I look at this title and I walked around people are like aren't you going in for surgery and I'm like yeah well, you know I am and I'm and I always take it with me when I'm pre and I'm in the room by myself you know and you can't have anything and you're like okay and I'm like well the book's not gonna hurt You know, and I don't take the phone anymore because I would work up until I was wheeled in. And so I was like, yeah, I'm not. So I would take it. And I'm like, how can you read that? Just read the cover and not laugh. And then I'm like, if you don't laugh, I don't want you working on me because you suck. So like, you know, you just, you can't help it. It's just, it's fun. It makes you forget about everything else. You just laugh about it. And you think about all these moments and it's like, life is worth living. And throw some comedy in there along the way. You know, it's like when I get stared at, I get stared at all the time. And I cover up from neck to ankle to wrist all the time. And it's the adults that are the worst. You know, the kids look and I'm like, you can ask questions. It's okay. And I tell the kids I'm Captain Hook's sister. And they think that's the coolest thing ever. That's
1: a great line.
0: They think it's great. And I'm like, yeah, I had one little girl. She must've been like five. She goes, what? Did, did you lose your arm? I said I did. And she looks at her mom and goes, "Mom, I'm gonna go help this really nice lady find her arm. She lost it in the store." And I was like, "If you could find my arm in the store, I'll buy you anything you want because I'm down here now. It's not here." But they they love it, especially like now coming up. I'm gonna totally play with it for Halloween, and I want like things, you know? Yes. And but the thing is, I'm like, yeah, I'm Captain Hook's sister, and you know. And it, but then you have these horrible people who stare down at you, and they're like, "Oh, great, you get behind the girl who's gonna take forever to unload her groceries and." you know, I'm the person still to this day, if I'm in the grocery line and there's someone older than me in front of me, I'll help unload their groceries. And they're like, we should be helping you. I'm like, no, 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 no. no." But people are so rude and they stare at you with judgment, you know, and faith who is the firecracker of comebacks. This one lady just kept staring at me and staring at me and faith looks at her and goes, uh, yeah. So my mom, the warrior." um survived being beaten while she was pregnant with me and so this is how all this happened but i'm sure you're single and i'm sure we can set you two up Aww. and i'm just like i just want to kiss that little face but in the same regard i'm like you shouldn't say that you know and then
1: i told her that i wouldn't I walk- wish what you went through on any human no matter how rude they are
0: to well be and honest. i turn around and she's like mom you laughing doesn't teach me a good you know no oh my gosh, i'm she's so- like
1: she is so quick-witted. She's like so if people do not know about your daughter, like they need to, right? And get her book and just like what she's accomplished given her the way she started in this world is like, it's just fascinating to me. Real story of resilience, you know, beyond. She's
0: amazing, but you know what? She's been a smart butt since like day one where, you know, she had a proxy, So you can't say P's, B's and M's. And so, and without having a tongue, she would, you know, the doctors, she would always flip them off she would sign a, you know, you're an A in sign language, which, I, you know, I didn't think mommy sign was going to be an issue, but apparently it was. But when doctors made her mad, they would walk out and she'd be like, ass. And they'd say, what did you say? And I'm like, apple, apple. And she's apple. like, I didn't say that. And I'm like, <laughs> you're not supposed to say that word. But I mean, the, the resilience of that child is my my inspiration of growth. That's what makes me get up and just keep moving. It's how How can you look at that and not and her, her, she said to me one day, mom, you had a life before all this happened. So you had to learn how to do everything different. She's like, I've never known different. This is all I know.
1: It's a really good, very self-evolved answer.
0: Right? And you're like, yeah. Because yeah. when I took her to see um, Wonder and I took her to see Dolphin Tale. Did you ever see Dolphin Tale? Mm,
1: oh, yeah. Was that with it in the pool with the dolphin? No, we- Yes. The dolphin in yeah, yeah, her yeah. tail. Yeah.
0: She, she was six seven and we're watching the movie and she looks at me and she goes i get it and i said what do you get and she goes the dolphin swims without a tail and i talk without a tongue and i lost it for her to be able to to compare the two and get it at like six years old i just lost it and and she was like i totally get it so when her make a wish She got to, we got to swim with winter before winter passed away and winter gave her his favorite or her favorite stuffed animal. And I got winter tattooed on me there. And it was just so sweet. And the whole time we're on the Wish trip, of course, all she wants to do is help everybody else. That's all she wants to do the whole trip. Of course. Yeah. It's just pay it forward and help everybody else. So, I mean, you, you look at that. And then I think to myself, how can I sit here and complain about anything when I'm watching this warrior knock it out the park?
1: You know what she really is an inspiration, but again, and I know I always am pushing you on this, but here's the thing because we can't diminish and diminish your suffering and your right to complain as well because it's not comparable right and it's like every person who's listening, you're going through something that absolutely sucks yes and it you? doesn't matter how what I'm going through what somebody else is going through what their family is going through what the you know the next door neighbor is going through what the person with the hangnail who's complaining is going through because their reality is their perspective right and so it's like part of honoring the human experience is understand like in my thing because i used to have such judgment right and i used to have such resentment for, like, I was bitter because I was like, you know, the surgeon, he did this to me. He took away my, you know, life. Like, you know, I, I like a lot of really dramatic phraseologies, right? I eventually had to forgive him. And that was hard because yes. he, you know, didn't do a good job and he did screw up and they're not supposed to do harm and he did harm. And I'm going to have those consequences for my whole life. And yet, I wish no ill will to him because him having ill will doesn't take away my physical pain. That's right. And so that's, it's hard, but the comparison is like, I think in, in, it's like, we want it. I don't know. But then you see someone like faith and you're like, yeah, well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> it does give you perspective, but it's perspective, not an elixir for your suffering
0: this is why you're like the yoda really yeah i'll be a yoda i'll take yeah. it yeah a blue yoda so you're a smurf yoda like a smurf yoda a smurf it's a hot smurf yoda take <laughs> <Dang> it The <laughs> uh, faith is always it. like she's so beautiful she's so beautiful she loves you she absolutely loves you uh,
1: i i really love her too i think she's an awesome awesome human being
0: She's quite a little inspiration, that kid. She is. So again, where are you on Monday? So everybody can see it.
1: Yeah. So uh, CP24. So to be streamed online, but it's in uh, Canada. It's one of our biggest, like our big shows in Toronto. Um, so super excited. I'll go down for it's into the studio and we'll be talking about how do you fix your family's morning routine. So I'll give some tips and then uh, come see me over on my website, you know, alisongraham.com. There's lots of blog posts and Different things there and the online courses, and just, you know, let's. And I send her a lift up every week too, right? Which is free. Like just join
0: and you, you cannot, cannot, cannot watch something of hers and not get addicted to it because the way she delivers it and brings it to you is so authentic and genuine. And she's so heartfelt and she's so full of life and genuine. Like you can see the authenticity in her and you can hear the authenticity in her. So go check her out. And the book, I'm telling you, where can you find the book? Uh, book Go to Amazon,
1: wherever you buy books, right? Married my my mom,
0: the dog. (laughs) Be resilient when life sucks. Are you going to write another thing like this? Anything else like this anytime soon? Yeah. So that's my, like, I, cause I have
1: five books, right? So the next one is called the stress illusion and it's all about how I believe we are, we've got the stress conversation fundamentally wrong. And so it's about creating space and a lot of this self-help and, you know, being like taking out the angst in our lives that doesn't need to be there so that we have the ability to deal with the real stuff.
0: You need, so to, write that's coming out next. You need to write a comedy book. oh
1: yeah no this will not be a comedy book this is right you need to do it on
0: yeah this needs to be like from the perspective of the crps rock star yoda smurf hottie you know what i really
1: like i mapped out a book on how i figured out how to live with my pain five years ago and i've never written it i've written two since right and a a two and a half but I I have it I have the envelope uh with all the information in it and you know I think you and I at some point are even going to turn that into an online course right like just something that's really really cheap really cheerful just here are some strategies no bs just how do you get through it and so we'll get that up we'll get that
0: up in the next little bit that'd be awesome because you're a rock star and I adore you And everybody can go find her at Alison Graham. Go find this book. I'm telling you, if you have no time for yourself, read it in the bathtub. I will tell you, I've taken the book in the bathtub with me because that's the only time I get to myself. And even though they're like, oh, you you," you know, hitting the door. And I'm like, I'm telling you what, for the grace of God, leave me alone. Like, this is the only time I get. (laughs) Stop it. You know, and I even have stucco now who will sit in front of the door on the outside. So nobody comes over and starts banging on the door. But I've taken the book in there with me because it's great. It's hilarious. And it just perks up your day. It does. It does. You're so awesome. Go check it out. Go read it. Go go live it. Love it. Learn it. Because that's what we're here to do is to make life better. And what a great person to learn that from. But Miss Allison. Thank you.
1: You're so kind. <laughs> and what a great platform to share. So I hope it helps people.
0: I'm sure it will. Will you come back again?
1: Absolutely. We'll have a conversation anytime. You know that. I know.
0: All right. I adore you. And I thank you for being on.
1: Thank you.